Hello. Hello. Thank you, everyone out there uh, so much for listening. So I'm your host, Shamari Stewart. As always, uh, you guys are listening to Geeking Out Over Star Wars, where we do just that. Geek out over Star Wars. I am not alone. I have, uh, as always, again, uh, Zach, Zachary Breland here with me. Zach, what is going on? How are you doing? Happy Revenge of the Fifth, my friend. Revenge of the Fifth. Right, right. I, it's, we are we're we both talked about this earlier. We lament the fact that neither of us wished each other May the Fourth yesterday, which feels yeah. like Very Star wrong. Wars podcast yeah. card removed. Like how 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 in the world yeah. could yeah, we? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't know, and I you know I feel guilty over it. But I we said Revenge of the Fifth, and we're having a we're having an episode of the podcast during this time, yeah. so I feel like we're covered. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we're, we're we're talking about Star Wars. We're giving, putting, we're creating new Star Wars content mm-hmm. for others to enjoy. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that does something to make up for it. Um, so yeah, we have a pretty fun uh, discussion uh, for this episode. As as uh, you all can can see, of course, this is going to be our Queen's Hope um, kind of just review, d- recap, discussion um, where we talk about the book. I have not asked Zach how he feels about the book. Um, I love so, when we go in blind and we just have no clue what each other's thinking. Yeah, yeah, totally blind. I don't know how he feels. He doesn't know how I feel about it. So it should be a, a fun discussion. Um, uh, but first, I did want to get your thoughts on the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer because that, ju- that basically just dropped um, yesterday on uh, Star Wars Day, May the Fourth. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on that? So some more blasphemy. I hadn't watched it on the fourth. I waited until just before this yeah, show. Um, very bad. Very, very I bad. know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just over two today. Uh, I, I I I liked it more. The first trailer really set the mood. This second trailer just gave us more goodies. I don't yeah. think there's a Star Wars fan. I know so many Star Wars fans that hate so many different eras and so many different movies and blah blah blah. But I don't think there's a single fan out there not excited. For Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm incredibly excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so it's so it's so exciting. Um, I don't have anything but excitement. Of course, that you know, I my feelings about the Grand Inquisitor's uh, character design, <laughs> notwithstanding, um, I'm very excited about obi-wan kenobi and even in that trailer album i maybe i don't know if i'm becoming more used to his character design or just you know whatever they're they're doing uh with him i just i liked seeing him like i don't know moving and doing things a, a little bit more um so i don't think it's gonna bother me as much and just of course vader being in it is just gonna wipe everything else away like just gonna wash every any potential negative away so um so yeah, I I I can't wait. It looks it looks great. Ewan McGregor looks great. You know, it's just you know that's gonna be the thing I do first thing in the morning. When oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. There's like that's you know it almost it feels like a it honestly feels like a takeoff from work type of thing. Not saying anyone not not encouraging anyone to take off from work to watch gonna. Star Wars, but yeah, I almost I, yo one thousand percent. Oh yeah. of course. Uh, but there's so many things in this trailer that absolutely got me giddy. I mean, the the, the of course we jump right to Darth Vader at the end and and the Inquisitor yep. going, you you know you can't escape him. And yep. then we hear oh, we yeah. see the the arm being locked in, the chest plate being lowered, and the oh, 
right right oh right and it it really and it works man it works yeah it works and then we like that line where um owen lars obi-wan's talking to owen and obi-wan's like when the time comes the boy must be trained and owen's like like you trained his father you're just like like this this show is going to hit so hard yeah yeah it's gonna hit really hard and it's gonna it's it's just it's gonna be a lot of grief um and i and just from the and did you read the kenobi novel i feel like i asked the john jackson miller one yeah i did not was that is that considered no it's not canon no it's it's not it's legends okay yeah that's probably why (laughs) that's probably why i i'm one of those people i i admit it yeah but so but it is it's fantastic honestly um, I don't think this is going to be very much like that. Um, of course, the Vader and the Inquisitors were not in it, so it's not going to be like that. But, but I think I think the the tone of Kenobi is going to be largely the same, which is a lot of grief, a lot of regret, a lot of time. Obviously, he's just in the desert sand to ruminate and you know regret and just wish that he had done things differently and wonder what he could have done differently, and you know. And it's just, and it's just, uh, and him not trying not to stand out while standing out by just being who he is. Every you know? Jedi, man, it was the same thing with Cal. And they just yep. can't turn exactly. off the, uh, and- was it the first trailer that was like, you know, their, their, their sympathy? I forgot what it was, but they're like, uh, their sympathy just kind of always, you can't yep. turn it off. Yeah. It, you know, it's how you smoke out a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like they can't, they can't turn it off just by being who they are you know like you said cal and um you know kanan and all these mm-hmm. other anyone and any that survived the purge they can't they can't not stand out and like you said they can't not do the right thing they can't not do the right thing and just let terrible things happen to people so yeah it's it, i'm so excited it's going to be fantastic i also want to point out that while i don't so makes it makes it even that that much more um exciting oh yeah but all right so we might as well um jump into this uh review uh of queen's hope so uh this is the third book in the padme trilogy basically by ek johnston with queen's shadow and queen's peril being the previous two um, entries into Padme's overall story, um, which was not really dived into much before this. All we had was just her in the movies and her in the Clone Wars. And um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there was a comic. I don't. I don't believe so. But, but uh, no. yeah, yeah, not much else really. That's it. Padme has seen really zero ex- exploration. Yeah nothing. yeah, nothing. No exploration. Um, 
just a couple of hints to oh who she is or what. So it's really it's really kind of a shame, honestly. I, I think she's a pretty good character, and you could do a lot with her, but um, but they you know no one does. But E.K. Johnston wrote this trilogy, uh, you know, for Batman, which I appreciate. Um, so um, first, I kind of want to get kind of just a very general um, thoughts uh, of of the book. So um, uh, before I give my thoughts, Zach, I want to toss it to you first. What did you just generally speaking, what were your your kind of feelings on this book as a whole before we get into kind of some of the, the details and story beats? I will say that I. OK, let me start big and then go small. So yeah. big, I yeah. kind of want to just say in terms of the trilogy overall, it's something that I didn't realize I wanted so desperately. Um, now, to be fair, I haven't read Queen's Peril. Uh, so that is something I do need to get on. I recently read Queen's Shadow, and I will say that I think Queen's Shadow is better than Queen's Hope um, as an overall story. But I absolutely adored Queen's Hope. Um, I think it does, and it focuses on the best parts of, of the other book, of Queen's Shadow. And I can't speak to Queen's Peril, but Queen's Shadow and the exploration of these characters. Honestly, the the events of the story, they're nice. They're nice little looks into the Clone Wars, into other characters' motivations and, and things like that and other. But it's nothing huge. There's nothing earth-shaking. There's nothing new necessarily in terms of galactic conflict or, or story beats that add to the overall lore. But the characters, that was, that was the main thing Queen's Hope, learning about Sabe and Padme, and Dorme, and Corday and Verse, and Yane, and Rabe, and Sashe. There are so many, and can, I think the fact that I can remember all of those names and who they are is a credit to the incredible writing of E.K. Johnston, and just making each of these characters so necessary, so real, um, that, and, and honestly, making this entire story of Padme that much more heartbreaking. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, the, the book 1000% succeeds at at exploring these characters and I I'm a little sad that it's the last one. I would I would love to keep reading. Um so I um so I have kind of I have kind of two feelings about it. Um I think she hits the emotional beats pretty well. For Pat, when it comes to just, just you know, her feelings on this kind of new chapter in her life and her kind of just diving headfirst into this romance being some, a new experience that she's very anxious about, <laughs> you know, which is natural. Um, so I think she does a great job at, 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 kind of, at kind of exploring that and exploring her, keeping this from her handmaidens. Um, that kind of being a very continuous theme throughout uh, throughout the book. Um, I, I agree that I think the story felt very much in the background in terms of in terms of like what mattered, uh, you know. Um, so, I mean, I thought I thought this was decent. I agree. I think Queen Shadow was was better personally, um, and. Um, and Queen's Peril, I think is probably also a little bit better, but, but, uh, maybe I, but I, I, I honestly, I would say a lot of that is, 
is story based just because a story um there's just there's just more more meat to it in terms of of what it actually is and um but but this book is also honestly i'd say in terms of writing padme um i think it's it's very good and is very gripping um just getting just getting into her head a little bit more um, i gotta say though yeah. the the one part that doesn't work for me still that uh has really nothing to do it's because it's not an element that was introduced in the books it's an element that ek johnston had to adapt and that is that is the anakin and padme relationship one that i don't think was built properly on the screen like i i i know what they were going for but the the jump in time and then it being established so fast and her falling so fast i think ek johnston had to kind of explain that and the reasonings why padme you know her she had this conversation with sabe where she goes they knew padme when she did fall in love she was going to fall fast and she was going to fall all in and and i guess that's that's how they explain it but i i it's still it i the i always look at anakin and padme's relationship as less of a relationship and a marriage and more as a point like unfortunately as a way of getting from you know them to luke and leia and and i don't the queen's hope i think ek johnson does her best to try to um try to explain how they you know how they work and why padme got so involved and and led to some of those feelings that led to the marriage and and everything but i still think even that's still less of a focus in this book and it's more about what that relationship means to padme and sabe um that that is the real focus like that part's strong it's just the still the anakin relationship just doesn't it just doesn't work for me personally i know that's not everybody um but I, I think it's just it was a hard thing to try to explore that much more. So if I had to put like one more quote unquote negative, that, that would probably be it. I feel you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd say their relationship doesn't work for me, um, but. I mean, I agree it definitely could have been better. It could have been done better. Um, but I think just. I think just based on how Anakin was in terms of how he was characterized. Um, you know, you can definitely see, I don't, that, so it, it kind of goes into Anakin's temperament in general, which they, which was a little addressed a little bit in the book as well. Yeah, they did. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I don't mind it. I don't mind like, I guess they're dynamic. Um, but, but I do, um, but I do agree that that I think it did kind of I, I think she did a good job of kind of showing that and then kind of mold, melding that with the Sabe's story, which her story is pretty interesting in this book as well. Um, though, honestly, if I would say this book probably should have been a little bit longer. And with though, honestly, with that being said, I want, kind of want to go into the some of the specifics, which will help me explain why I feel that way. <laughs> um so to start, so we start the book off with um, pre-marriage. Yeah, pre-marriage. Pre-wedding. So, pre-wedding. Yeah, so it's very, very descriptive, you know, of that, of the, you know, how how Padme felt and with Anakin and and they're, um, you know, at the place where they're getting married and it's all beautiful and all this stuff and. 
you know, I, I think, you know, it just, it just, it hit me in the feels. I was like, oh man, this is going to go so bad, you know, but it's just, it's so good right now, you know? So, so she starts out just kind of setting the stage that way. Um, uh, and then there are also, um, some interludes as well. There's one in the beginning that goes over Shmi. That I really tells- like, I really like those. Yeah, I really like the interludes because we had throughout the book, and so I guess mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we're going to go in order in terms of like bringing up the interlude when they come in because that yeah. was just really specific. Yeah, but um, the Shmi, the Amparu, yeah. before she was Amparu, yeah. just Baru. Yeah, and Oregana. and Brea Oregana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I I what thought those the were, oh my goodness. I thought those were all fantastic. I really oh did. man. So good. The interviews were fantastic. That I loved. That I thought was one of the best things that she did in this whole trilogy. I think that's what E.K. Johnston really highlights so many of the female characters that she does. didn't get. That's that just played these small supporting roles that weren't supporting oh. characters, really. But that, unfortunately, yeah. in the movies were relegated to background supporting roles that yeah, are incredibly influential. Role. Right in in all of these in our main characters' lives, and so it's yep. it's I, I loved seeing those perspectives. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. it was so 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 powerful, so moving, just to tell those stories and what what these what you know these women did, and how just how how impactful it was, you know, and how much it mattered. So it's just, it's really 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 well done um, uh, by E.K. Johnson, and it really. Really wants you to, quite frankly, to learn more about Shmi and Bria Organa and Baru and, you know, just to learn more about it. Because the story she tells is so, you know, it's like it feels so lived in, which is which is always, always good when it comes to Star Wars. It's it's really cool that the interludes themselves don't actually give or reveal who the character is towards towards the end. Which is so you get these like really interesting, fascinating stories and you're like, who is this? And you start to see some more hints, and you're like, whoa, wait, what? And it's like, without even knowing who the characters are, they're already interesting stories. And then top it off with you find out who they are, and it's just wow. It's just wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was so well done. Um, so, so the interludes are fantastic. So just to kind of make that statement. Um, so, so it starts off, and um so so where, where exactly to, i know it's hard to break down into in, ter- in yeah. terms of because it's also she cover uh ek johnson covers a lot of the um different a lot of different perspectives actually so while not like a lot technically happens in the book there's a lot of perspectives so we have the wedding before the yeah. wedding happens we have we go through Padme and what she's feeling about the secret, right. about about all of it, what she felt right. since Geonosis. We see Sabe on Tatooine, yeah. kind of starting what she did in Queen's yeah, Shadow, or, yeah, with yeah. um and trying to free the slaves, um yeah. on Tatooine with uh, Captain Tonra. Tonra. Uh, yeah. We also have Sashay, who's a representative, and we see her arguing over like um something that comes into play that I, I don't know if we're going to go into fully, but something that comes into play in terms of Naboo having uh power and kind of like during wartime relying on other planets or, or like in the system or moons in the system i'm not entirely sure i lost a little bit of that that part um 
but we have that. We have Yane, because um, Sasha is with Yane, and, and so we see some Yane. <sighs> That's all pre. And it's kind of cool to see C-3PO and R2-D2 like, so involved with um, the wedding planning that was also happening. Um, yeah. Which was cool, and like, C-3PO can save a secret, which is cool. Um, uh, yeah, I guess like that, that was what was going on, like what was being explored pre-wedding. Right. And then, of course, Padme is called to um, rescue some Naboo, uh, well, essentially the Queen's sister. Um, yeah. Before the separatists get there, I think that was the um, motivating factor. Before something else happened, so that was like right. already it was straight to the action with the two with Anakin and Anakin. Padme right. before even on the same day on the day of their marriage. So that's really like what the first I don't know I'd say quarter of the book was about, maybe even third. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that takes up that takes up a good chunk of it, basically. It does. Um, in terms of like the plot plot events, um, yeah. so uh, so Palpatine is kind of thrown into the mix as well. So we see. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked his inclusion. Um, I'm seeing some people, you know, think it maybe may have been a little bit forced, a little bit cameo unneeded, but um, but I liked it honestly, and it didn't it didn't seem out of place because he's involved in, in I, that's. The he's Queen's a, trilogy, awesome. yeah, the <laughs> Queen's trilogy is as ultimately outside of just you know shedding a light on on the women of the galaxy and Padme's story. Um, right. it's been about politics. Yeah, it's it's like, some of the most political Star Wars books absolutely. that we have, and and Palpatine is very much in the center of that. One hundred percent. So to see how to see how he views the Senate. And how he views all the political machinations and then what he's also put into motion and how he also views his own home planet of Naboo. All of yep. that. It, I, I actually think it's kind of, it's really, it's, it's all encompassing this book in terms of perspectives. And I think that was actually a pretty important um, and, and nice look. Because I feel like whenever we watch in the movies, we always, it's, we don't see the machinations. We just see the, um, you know, the result. We see the result and what, you know that he planned this all along stuff like that. So to see it in the book as to this is actually what he's thinking when this is going on. I thought that was good. I thought that was actually, I thought it was, I didn't, it didn't feel forced at all for me. Yeah. For me, it, it absolutely did not feel forced. Um, uh, I thought it worked. Um, yeah. I thought it worked very well. Um, I thought some of the, I thought some of the new characters worked a lot as well. Um, like there's, um, the, the, the aide, uh, Teppo, um, who... Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, was that, uh, blah, 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 blah. not Sasha's aid. Sasha's aid. Yeah. I think it was Sasha's aid. Sasha's yeah. aid. Yeah. Teppo. Um, um, and, um, uh, who was a, who is a, a gender neutral, uh, character. Um, uh, and we also actually got a, a tra- I think I believe it was a transgender stormtrooper. Or a clone trooper? Yes, we did. Um, as well, which is very interesting. Um, which I, that, I was like, wait, is this another another um, Omega? And I was like, no, what? So, so it was very interesting. Um, uh, long yeah, overdue. Uh, long overdue because yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. one of the greatest things about books that we've had is the representation we haven't gotten at all in in most of the um, material that we can view in terms of like movies and shows. Yep. 
yeah, so that was uh, so that was pretty that, that was interesting. So I thought those inclusions were cool. Um, and um, honestly, when it comes to the the story beats, I know uh, Sabe was called back to basically to to Coruscant uh, to 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 double as Padme. Um, and, and, um, I believe, was it Sashay that went to that, that kind of delegate, was it the meeting basically where they're discussing the, this, this agreement where Nubu Yeah, yeah, that was Sashay. Cause she's the representative yeah. of Nubu. Yeah, so Sashay was a representative for that. Um, um, and again, Padme basically went to rescue the, the queen's sister and, and, and um, you know, so uh, honestly, the plot details to me, they kind of just they felt very secondary. To incredibly, the se- incredibly secondary. Very um, secondary to I, the emotional I, story. Beats. With with Queen Shadow, I felt like the the story that we got was integral because we hadn't seen it at all during that yeah. little time yeah. gap. You, hadn't, you didn't know anything about any of these characters during that time gap. There's only there's very yeah. few published material that actually covers that. Um. And but at this point, it's a lot of it feels like another Clone Wars episode. That's that's a lot of the story. It's like we have to go rescue these fugitives. We have to go rescue the queen's sister. We have to, you know, yeah, we have. Yeah. It, it just feels like another uh, Clone Wars episode, and and that's like not in a bad way. None of it. None right. of it was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I can't get through this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, none of it was like that. But it definitely does feel secondary. And sure. I agree with that with that description as well because it was very short. Just yeah. like kind of the whole book was was pretty short, um, like a so twenty three episode, like a twenty three minute episode of Clone Wars. Yeah, really, it was. Um, so I didn't feel as connected to that story, and it takes up a good a good chunk of the book. It just does. It takes up a good chunk of the book. And I didn't feel that connected to that. So to me, that does kind of bring the book down a little bit. It just does. I'm just like I'm not really connected to just what's happening in this story and and this is also and because of just how the story is laid out i'm just kind of like well i mean it's not it's not as significant it's like you said similar to clone wars episode where i'm just like i know how all this ends so i don't know when it gets when i start feeling like that i'm just like i can tell this story is kind of just kind of spinning your wheels a little bit i'm just like all right they're gonna get find the sister and they're gonna get out of there and then they're gonna you know but i kind of want to know more about okay so is she gonna tell you know sabe (laughs) you know like that's more of what i was like you know i cared about like is she gonna tell the other ones tell the other handmaidens and so i feel like we can this is up to you uh you're leading today's show but i feel like very much it's pre-wedding and post-wedding and we can kind of really summarize pretty quickly what post-wedding, what the mission was that Padme went on and how it kind of, because the biggest port, part, yeah. blah, 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 the biggest part is Padme, how she's feeling at doing this whole mission. And then Sabe being in Amadala's shoes. So I guess like we could probably just set up what that premise is real quick and then just kind of go into um, the characters. Sure. Um, uh, can you can you kind of set that up for me, honestly? I, no, yeah, I got you. I I did just finish yesterday. I'm the one who you you finished like within a week. Yeah, I, I, I'm the yeah, I'm I the finished, one who took I finished this. Uh, uh, like it feels like weeks ago. So yeah, I I finished it literally yesterday on my way to work. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, so Amidala returns to Padme, returns to uh, Coruscant to the Senate, but there was a um, there was actually a uh, there was a message that was sent to the Jedi um, requesting to to have a senator. And I get lost. I get a little fuzzy on the details, but essentially they just needed the senator one to end up hep- helping out this other world and rescue some of like the other world's um what's uh, what's the relatives to the queen. Um, that kind of was a sidetrack, but the main thing was, and I'll go straight through it. So this goes right until a reveal that doesn't happen until the end of the book. So spoilers. But the person who sent the message was actually um, uh, a faction of the Nemoidians, um, of the Trade Federation. And what they wanted to do was they actually, they wanted to get Padme to help them and kind of endorse someone else taking over their, the representative spot in the Senate to oust Newt Gunray. Um, And so that was like, there's a whole mission and Padme saves some people for this other planet and, and blah, blah, blah. Not to make it, not to, not to trivialize it, but like, it's not the important part. All that happens to, but the main reason she's out there is because of that distress call or because of that, I'm sorry, secret call from the Namodians that, that of course she doesn't find out about until the very end of the book. Um, but that's where she is, but she can't leave Coruscant. Technically, she can't be seen leaving Coruscant. So she has Sabe step into her, um, shoes, uh, for, and into her, you know, senatorial outfits, so to speak, for one last time, it turns out. Um, and, and I think, and while, I guess we'll get into it, but while there, Sabe kind of realizes a lot. And of course, she learns about she learns about Anakin while she's there before Padme tells yeah. her this. So that's that's really what happens. And that's the end of the book. I think that's where we can discuss Padme and Sabe are a little on different in different places than they were Absolutely. at the beginning of the book and, and in the last two books. Yeah. So. Yeah, pretty much. So basically, um, so basically, Sabe, um, at the end, of course, she finds out, um, you know, about she finds out about the the uh, about Padme and Anakin through, I believe it was Sashe, right? That that that. Uh, no, he, oh, no, a little bit. He stumbled into her room. Oh, yes. Yeah. Think oh, it was yeah, thinking it was Padme. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, stumbled so in that. thinking it was Padme. He came at night. Nobody warned. Apparently, Dorme knew, but Dorme didn't warn Sabe. Padme didn't tell Sabe. And the reason Padme didn't tell Sabe was because they hadn't seen each other in so long. And when they did, Padme just, it felt so natural again. And she didn't want to ruin it. And she wanted to, you know, introduce that element into it. So Anakin waltzed into the room into thinking that he was, you know, going to go see his wife. And yeah. he saw Sabe. And they yeah. had a very interest. I actually really enjoyed that uh, that chapter because I thought that was just very interesting to see these two characters meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very interesting, um, and it, and I I especially enjoyed their interaction because of the Darth Vader comic, and I didn't get I didn't get too far into that, so I don't want don't don't spoil oh, it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was about I was literally about to. Dead. Please don't. I but, will not. Um, I will say I really enjoy seeing the both of them on page. But it is, yeah, it was very fun. It's very fun seeing them interact here and then also having them interact in the comic as well. Um, I thought that played off of, I think I think that worked, re- that worked really well for me. That kind of helped me enjoy the book a lot more. 
Um, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, so that was, it was a really, really awkward interaction. Very uncomfortable, made Anakin seem very creepy, very scary. Uh, again. Yeah, which, right. You know, which, I mean, look, it's not a, it's not a incorrect characterization of him, but you know. No, no, he's scary, creepy uh, in Attack of the Clones, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah, creepy right? in Attack like, of the Clones, man. He's like oh. like caressing her skin, and they barely spent any time together. He's a little yeah. like, a little creepy. Yeah, I like very. that. I guess I'm skipping around, so I feel like at this point we've kind of we've kind of fallen off a whole linear path, and we're kind of going back and forth. But yeah. I will say I would like that they touched on Anakin's slaughtering of the Tuscans. Yeah, yeah. Um, that when when Padme does finally. So I, I guess I'm just going to recap real quick. Padme saved the people. Padme comes back. Sabe realizes that she that the Padme that she thought she knew was a different person, that she has had to become a different person because of the, her world in politics, because of everything that she, you know, she has to do. And that's that's fine. And Padme is still a great person and she can see it all. But 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 Sabe couldn't. And she said she could get used to it, but she can't right now. And it, it's. They're two different people, and it felt wrong to be in her shoes. And so Sabe no longer will be, you know, that's really, that. this is it. I'm wondering, was it was it shown that this is, like, the last interaction they have? Like, at all, before she dies? Um. Like, was that confirmed anywhere or anything? Because that's just I, all the I, more I, tragic. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. You know, I, I I'd be a little surprised. I think I think this is meant to be it. You know, <laughs> I think it, it, um, it just paints the whole thing in a in a more tragic light. Like yeah, it's the very whole tragic. thing. Yeah, because Padme is this is this beautifully realized character now that I I it's like this weird. Um, it's just like not me being completely like off kilter, but in some ways. I feel like outside of the Clone Wars, we never really got Anakin exploration. It was what we saw in the movies, and even that moved very fast. So, like to have the exploration we have for Padme, I think she's just such a great character, and a and and very much reminded why she is a main character. Um, yep. And I, I really, I, I I'm gonna miss that. I really did enjoy that, and so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it was very. Um... Yeah, it was very touching, very very sad ending. But I thought the scene between Sabe and Padme was was very well done, honestly. At the end, um, you know, it was just it was just it was sad, um, but it felt it felt real. You know, they they are different people. We we and we saw that in the book. It's not like you know they were just saying it. Like we saw Sabe on Tatooine with Tanra helping people, and that's what she wants to do. She's like, that's where I need to be. They need me. That's where I want to be. <laughs> you know, that's that's her life now. She's actually building a life there. Yeah, she and is that, growing yeah. into her own right, her own person for yeah. all intents and purposes. She had been tied to Padme for for years, for yeah. for over a decade, uh, and it it was time. Yeah, it was time. Yeah. It's sad. I almost teared up a little bit at the end because I think that emotional yeah. beat lands really well. It does. It lands really well. Yeah. So that that was that was really really well handled. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's. 
I don't know. I mean, did you have any any other points that you wanted that you wanted to uh, to note before we kind of wrap up? Yeah, I think we covered we covered most. I feel because like like we said, the story was secondary. Um, I think we covered most of it, which was these characters, and these characters are, I I phenomenal. I never thought after watching the Phantom Menace that we would learn or needed to learn about the handmaidens of Naboo, of the Naboo, of the Naboo um, royalty, of the queen. But uh, this book does so much. And I guess we're getting to the, I guess I just transitioned us into the wrap up and like general thoughts. But um, it, it, I think this series as a whole, and I do have to read obviously Queen's Peril, but the series as a whole has shed a much needed light on all of the female characters of the galaxy because so many they touch on but padme and making her the main focus of the trilogy of the prequels that she wasn't made in the movies and that she should have been made so um yeah 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 yeah. i i really can't say enough even even if the story was secondary uh i think ek johnston definitely um accomplished what she what 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 ek johnson set out to do so um i yeah i really i really i do think the trilogy as a whole is is well two out of three are fantastic yeah yeah i i mean i honestly i would i would um i would say this this is a definitely a very good trilogy i would recommend it to any any anyone that 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 moderately enjoyed the prequels i'd be like definitely check this out (laughs) definitely Definitely check this out. Um, it just helps to characterize Padme. Just make her a whole character. Um, and not just the movies and maybe a couple arcs in the Clone Wars. And that's it. Like, No, this is like a whole person. Even the arcs, <laughs> you know? even the arcs in the Clone Wars are so surface level, really. Very surface level. And when, yeah, and when they, yeah, and when they do include her, it's not... Uh, they they don't explore, and even then, she sometimes comes in and out in and out of arcs. Like there's rarely any arc. Because I di- I told you I did like a whole when I was reading Queen's Hope, I did like a whole Padme watch order of the Clone Wars, just all of the episodes I include her, and she isn't in so many of the arcs. And when she is in an arc, she's not always she's rarely in the whole arc. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. So it's just you know there's not much, especially compared to Leia, who gets mm-hmm. tons mm-hmm. of story points. Uh, and yeah, her mom gets like who was a main character in one of the movie trilogies gets nothing. It's a very, very strange uh, dynamic to me. But and I think, and I think yeah. that Brea Organa Organa um, transition like that's how we end out like right with the book is a beautiful way to go from Padme's story to 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 Princess Leia's story. Yeah, like, I I think it's a it's a beautiful way to transition that. Like I like I. You know, in, in all honesty, and we've had a we have a lot of Leia material. Like, don't get me wrong, we have a young adult book too. Um, but like, if E.K. Johnston ever wanted to dive into that, all for it. Just saying, just saying. But just don't. Yeah, ask. yeah, yeah. I'd be in favor of her diving into really any female character. Yeah. Uh, in Star Wars, she's she's well, shown yeah. that she she can definitely write, um, very well. You know, very, very engaging stories. So. So yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be awesome. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I mean those I guess those are our thoughts. Did, I mean, did you want to give a rating out of ten or? Uh, or sure. Uh, yeah, I'd give it. I I give it an eight. I give it an eight. I think it's really good. I think the only thing not you know that the story itself isn't all engaging. The story events 
But right. outside of that, um, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I would probably give this book. Um, I'd give it a seven point five. I, I thought it was. I thought it was solid. You know, I thought it was a solid book. Um, you know, I think it could have been longer. I think it could have maybe had a more meaningful plot or a plot that seemed more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, and it was very split up between Padme and Sabe and and Sasha. And I felt like none of them really had enough time. So, again, it just adds yeah. to the whole. Um, but, um, but the emotional beats hit really well. You they can all... definitely tell this is like Padme and Sabe's story, though. Like yeah, those, those yeah, are the exactly. ones that that yeah. the spotlight. Yeah, but, yeah, that's definitely definitely where the heart of this book is, and all the emotional beats hit really well. All of them hit perfectly because any all the Star Wars fans know how pivotal this particular story is. <laughs> so so yes, yeah, I thought it was overall. I thought it was very good. You know, it was good. So I give it a seven point five. Uh, but I think that's a good place to end it. So that was our review of Queen's Hope. Um, you know, we we I, it looks it seems like we would certainly both recommend it. So if you have not checked it out, we spoiled it for you. But <laughs> go get it uh, if you have not gotten it yet. Um, but it's really good. I mean, it's good. The trilogy especially is very good. Um, uh, and I think it, all all Star Wars fans out there should check it out. Uh, but uh so thank you all so much for listening zach do you have any plugs that you that you wanted to plug uh, no plugs but we have like a packed star wars month we yes. do so uh no plugs for anything outside of this show but on this show um before you do your plugs on this show we have um we're going to be talking lego star wars skywalker next week we have brotherhood the new obi-wan anakin novel the week after uh, the week after that, we have the Obi-Wan premiere, so we'll actually do an episode a couple days later than usual, and then after that, we have Celebration Recap. So we're going to be going strong with episodes pretty much every week from here for the next month and a half. So that yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of very good content coming. All Star Wars fans, this is, it feels like Star Wars month. At this point, and I know it's a lot of other things as well. Um, it is. Like I think it's it also is. Mental Health Awareness Month, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, but it feels like Star Wars Month, so it's just a lot of Star Wars stuff coming out. So we will be talking about it. <laughs> so look forward to that. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be very busy. Um, but you guys can find me as well um, on generally just online. Um, uh, I have a Star Wars podcast as well called the Imperial Broadcast. That I do it with my younger brother Kendall. We will be recording a podcast soon as well. Um, actually, maybe right after this, even after we're done recording this, possibly. Um, and it will be about the Obi Wan trailer. So if you want to check that out, um, we have a podcast network. It's called the New Generation Podcast Network. That's NU Generation Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we're also on YouTube at New Generation Media. Um, so please look us up. So that'll do it for this show. And I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Zach. And we will see you guys next time.